0: Welcome to Pussy's Bitches. bitches. We, did,
1: we did it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening, you don't get the full experience, um, because now we're recording video this time, Yeah. and this is how me and Bria look all the time, if you didn't <laughs> t- know. With, with the makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. I wear this on the daily to my classes
0: during the school year i especially appreciate the paper top <laughs> it,
1: dude because without it i was like i just look like a really shitty skeleton i was like so i was like i gotta add something so i got this headband cut out the hat i like folded it so it's up i'm very proud of the hat
0: you should be proud of it Thank you. i i Thank think it's you. a nice touch Thank you. It's uh camp as as camp, as you mentioned
1: I'm, I'm gonna go to the owl one day and even <laughs> even though the theme won't be camp, I, I will address camp anyways. It's a camp camp a duke.
0: Camp a duke. So God, was this week a week for homestuck? We read act five, act one. <sighs> it
1: was so
0: long. <laughs> it was literally okay so it was like the same length in page numbers as all the other chunks kind of but there was so much reading literally so much reading
1: oh the pester logs so much oh my those pester logs were extreme
0: the memos (laughs) the memos i cried because like half of it was like shipping stuff that really didn't matter that much but then like there was some like prop plot, uh, plot relevant <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, should I go into the, the
1: plot Let's of, do it. of this chunk? Go for it. Go for that summary. Right.
0: Yeah, no, literally, uh, now I can show y'all all my notes, because I took notes. This is the most amount of notes I've ever taken for anything oh ever. Oh my gosh. But for those
1: of you listening, this is it. She's scrolling. She's been scrolling. She's
0: still, oh, scrolling is <laughs> done. But it was a lot. But I also kind of wrote down everything that happened, so hopefully I'll just be referencing this. But we start out uh, at Alternia, the the troll planet, where these aliens called trolls stay. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually called trolls or if we just call them trolls because they like troll the kids like on the internet. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that. <laughs> but pretty much. The entirety of this chunk is like meeting all of the trolls, because there are 12 of them. Um, the first one we meet is Karkat, um, and he likes to be all cranky all the time. I'll, I'll give little descriptions of all of them, and that's pretty much most of the synopsis. Thanks, sounds good. Uh, Gamzee is a juggalo, not to be confused with uh, <laughs> Um, Something I didn't pick up on beforehand is how much he acts like a stony. I think, yeah, 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 you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Terezi is blind, and she likes to play court with her stuffed animal dragons. Uh, Solix is like a comp sci nerd. He hacks. He makes viruses because any coding that these trolls make is just making viruses. Aradia is a ghost. Interesting. I do not
1: <laughs> pronounce her name like that. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Is it,
0: what, Aradia? I think Aradia,
1: but it might just be because, like, spider in Spanish is Aranya, so I'm like, oh, they're kind of close. I don't know. But she's not the spider I know she's one. not the spider one, <laughs> but in my head it all connects.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Interesting. We'll say
0: our own versions so that everyone can be angry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nepeta is a cat girl. We've mentioned her before. Kanaya, she likes art and, like, fashion. She's very, like, level-headed. I like her a lot. <laughs> She's cool. Tavros is a sweet boy. He's kind of, like, not shy, but he doesn't really... He's not very aggressive at all, and he... we'll get into this later, but he paralyzed himself from the waist down. Equious has some complexes, <laughs> as I, as I <laughs> quoted. Uh, he's very into, like, the social order, which is determined by their blood color. The closer you are to pink, the better, unless you're red. So it, like, goes through the whole rainbow from red to pink. And pink is the best, and and red is the worst, and Equius is, like, a blue. So he's pretty high up there. Uh, he also makes robots. Vriska is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She, she, her thing is, like, luck. Uh, She used to have eight eyes, because, like, she's, like, kind of like a spider. But now she lost seven of her eyes. Like, she had, like, one eye and seven eyes, and she lost, like, all seven here. I think I only have two left to discuss. Aroden, who is, honestly, I feel like in this section, he didn't really have much of a uh personality other than being kind of stuck up. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah oh god uh and for fairy who has pink blood she's supposed to be like the empress um when she grows up uh she's sweet she likes fish she wants to like adopt all the fish really nice really nice um and that should be all the uh trolls so what happens is Solix has been making a game that has been like given to him from like runes that radio found um and he's like we gotta play this game, so he splits everyone up into red teams and blue teams, because, like, his thing is, like, he's based off of, like, the Gemini constellation, so he's always, like, duos, like, reds and blues, his thing. And it doesn't really matter who's on which team, there's, like, drama with all that, but, anyways, like, the teams don't really matter, because they end up making a chain of all twelve of them. They, uh, with a Mobius double reach-around, so, like, the first person in like the red team goes to uh, log on to the last person in the blue team. Um, in this case, it's like Carcat is the the server for uh, Solix, and then the same thing for the blue and the red, vice versa. I don't really remember that version because I. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in the game. Um, you get a lot of backstory. of Oh. Oh, how can I could forget this? So, um, Salix is talking to Aradia, and she's actually like, Salix is under the impression that the game is actually going to save the world, but then he talks to Aradia, and she's like, actually, it's gonna bring about all of our demises, we're all gonna die, it's fine. Um, and Salix is like, fuck no. I'm not doing this anymore. Long story short, Aradia goes and she puts him to sleep. She, like, makes him pass out using her, like, ghost magic um and he is asleep until all of the i really should have been reading these notes because now the whole plot's like (laughs) fucking screwy (laughs) um he's asleep while everything happens pretty much is all that kind of matters before that he had like a conversation with Carcat, where like Carcat's like oh i don't think your viruses work and he runs one of the viruses and it works and the virus is supposed to, like, make his computer explode and give him and, like, all of his friends a curse forever. And Karkat thinks, like, because the virus works, that's because uh, that's why his and all of his friends' Lucis's die. A lucis is, like, a guardian for these trolls. We get a lot of lore here. Lots. In terms of, like, the trolls. Like, when the trolls are born, they, like, live underground and have to go through all these trials. And if they get through the trials, they are adopted by, like, a lucis which is some sort of like monster or creature is a better word that takes care of them but like they also have to like make sure that uh the lucis doesn't get into any trouble they all are like kind of weird it depends so all the lucises die but that's kind of for the best because when they all have to you know prototype their kernels for the game uh they use the lucises which is kind of cool because they get to finally talk to the lucises which they didn't get to before um but it's also really bad because faferi in particular has a super strong lucis who like can kill everyone by like screaming the glub the glub yes it's like the name of it is like glib glub (laughs) something like that (laughs) yeah it's uh very silly but like she lets out the big glub or something like that and everyone fucking dies so I think that's like a lot of like setting up stuff another thing there's like a lot of flashbacks so I'm gonna talk about a couple of them uh the first thing is like how Tavros lost like the ability to use his legs he and his friends used to like larp a lot but it's called flarping (laughs) and they they do um this one flarping session where um is being a bitch and long story short, she makes him jump off a cliff. With her mind powers. Yes, her mind powers. And everyone's like, that was a bitch move. Turns out she's been killing, like, a bunch of people, too, just, like, supposedly, like, f- for the hell of it, and also, like, to feed her Lucis. But, like, is like, this has gotten out of hand. So she makes Vriska see all of the, like, ghosts of the people she's killed and brisk is like I can't this sucks. And before she goes to kill Aradia, she talks to this guy who uses white text. It's originally called white text guy, but his name is really Doc Scratch. Really Baldy. Baldy, yes. Um, and he is like omniscient. He works for Lord English. And they're kind of in like a game where Briska's trying to like see if she can like outsmart him really and he you know messages her and he's like you're gonna you're gonna kill iradia aren't you she's like no uh mm-hmm. and then she does but um keep in mind that she's actually kind of beating doc scratch and we we get to that a little bit later but she ends up killing iradia by mind controlling Solix who is in a relationship with already at the time and he kills her um because there's like a whole thing with the mind honey too where i think she makes him um eat the mind honey and that helps her mind control him and then he kills it's really sad so it was so sad (laughs) it was so sad and we barely know these characters yet but like Mm -hmm. the art is like so um really impactful. Yeah, I, I was
1: Aradia like, was buff. like, like Solix would have told me if he was coming, right? And she's so yeah. excited to see him.
0: <laughs> God. But anyways, so at this point, Terezi's like, bro, this fucking sucks. <laughs> is a bitch. So she messages Doc Scratch and she's like, hey, do you want to know why is beating you? And Doc Scratch is like, yes. So she tells him that Vriska, and this is all true, she got one of his, like, magical cue balls that can predict the future. So she's, you know, cheating at this game between him, um, because she does know the future and so does he, so she gets a leg up. And Doc Scratch is so fucking pissed that she's holding the cue ball, Vriska is, and he makes it explode, and it takes her arm and her eyes... Like, that's it. Like, they're done for. But the cycle of revenge does not end there. Because Riska knows that Terezi, you know, did this to her. Because Therese messaged her beforehand, being like, should I, should I save you? And Riska was a bitch, so obviously she didn't. But Riska does this whole fucking thing where she mind controls Tavros, who mind controls Terezi's Lucis who mind controls Terezi to both wake up and walk outside. Now, the thing about trolls is that they're very um sensitive to sunlight. So when Terezi walks outside, she's mind controlled to look at the sun, and that takes out her vision, and she goes blind. So that's all of the troll backstory. It's a lot. And so now there's, you know, all this tension and stuff, and that- <laughs> You know, leads to all the antics that happen um, in the game too. Like, for example, Brisk is like Aradia, I have a present for you, and Aradia, who's dead, is like, okay. Um, <laughs> and Brisk got Equius to um, make a robot body for Aradia, and Equius—he's <sighs> a guy. Uh, who has, like, a really fucked-up crush on radio because she's, like, the lowest of the low. She has red blood. So he kind of, like, hate-likes her, and he gives her the robot body, and she's like, oh, this is great. But, like, he programmed the heart to have romantic feelings <laughs> for him, and she's like, what the fuck? And she, like, rips it out of her, her uh, chest. But then afterwards, they kiss. So, that's the first troll kiss in a series of so many troll kisses in, in this section here is my transition to the entire shipping tree uh, so trolls Hussey really knew what he was doing when he 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 did this but trolls have four different types of like attraction or like love there is flushed which is like normal romantic love that we all have like humans what we tend to think there is um I just think of it they it's hearts diamonds clubs and and uh spades. So I think of it like that. But there's okay. It
1: I wrote this down. Pale. Never mind.
0: Give me a second. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> did I write this down? Did you?
1: I hope so. Oh also god, re- did I write this? <gasps> if not, wing it. We're also around the 20 minute mark right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, the heart one, oh moirails obviously Duh. um is the ho- uh, diamonds where it's like your best friend you know you trust this person but like completely platonically pretty much um well the other they're... important thing about moirails is mm-hmm. like they're kind of
1: opposites because one of them has to kind mm. of keep the other in check which is like an extremely extremely important part of Is that pr- plays into like one particular
0: relationship in this um, section, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd probably say like, okay, yeah. There are two morals that we I'll, I'll discuss, but I think I know what you're talking about here. There is kiss kissmisis mm-hmm. kissmisis. I don't know how it's pronounced. I think, I think it's, it's Um, which is like hate love. Like you hate this person so much, but it's like sexual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's. um, Auspices, and that one's the clubs uh, and it's pretty much just like two people hate each other but there's also a mediator involved so here's my rundown of like some of the shit that's going on with the moirels so Equious and nepeta are moirels right that's that's all cool and good but then there's also Fafarian eridan Ar- they're both kind of like fish people because eridan represents the the aquarius sign, and Feferi represents the Pisces sign, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but, um, makes it seem like, you know, they're, like, soulmates to be, like, Moirails. Like, they're fated. Um, but Feferi is, like, not super into Moiraels, being Moiraels with Aridin. It's super, like, draining. Aridin has a genocide complex. I forgot to mention that. He wants to kill all land dwellers. It's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and... (laughs) fairy uh, and Aridin actually likes Fafnir in more of a flushed sense, so more romantically. Uh, and they talk about this uh, after they get into the game, and Fafnir is like, "You know what? I'm kind of done here, and I also don't like you like that because Aridin told her about his feelings." So she like skedaddles, and Aridin's fucking crushed. Oh my God! There's another Moirail that I wanted to talk about. Well. Kanaya kind of wants to be more with Vriska, or more. It's a little ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vriska ends up being a Kismesis, almost, with Tavros, which is also fucked up. But that's kind of all the... Oh my god. Terezi and Karkat are also Kismesis. And that's kind of important, because Karkat is very... Um, Insecure about his blood color, he just doesn't like to tell people about it. He's very secretive, and Terezi finds out from her uh, heightened sense of smell because she's blind. Her her Lucis uh, taught her how to see using her um, sense of smell and taste, but she is able to find out uh, that he actually has like cherry red blood, and that's kind of like a big plot twist. So, anyways, more into the plot is. Carcat um meets jack noir in this you know universe he's actually like kind of cool uh he stabs Carcat, but like he's chill he mm-hmm. helps them take the queen's ring and they come up with this plan called operation register you know it's um they do this whole plan they kill the king there's like a little bit in the middle with the black queen trying to get teresi to get her Ring back. I don't remember if it, like, got anywhere, but it was just, the whole point was, like, Therese was talking to Karkat and she's like, I don't really trust Jack Noir that much. Anyways, they beat the king, and they're about to get their ultimate reward, but they can't because there ends up being this scratch, is what it's technically called, they call it, like, the great undoing, where there's a paradox in space-time. Now, this is because i believe oh well, actually i don't know specifically why yet but the ultimate reward that they were supposed to get for for winning this game was wait i don't know what u- the ultimate reward was, is it was at the end of the act oh it was at the- yes it's a universe like created solely for them and it's implied that this universe or er, is like earth hence why at the end you see like an image of Earth with all of the constellations oh. that they're uh, based after around it. So it's implied that these, you know, kids from Earth made some, like, space paradox that led to this Scratch. And that's Act 5, Act 1. I believe I got everything.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Thank you. And, and also, yeah. the for the whole Scratch thing, it was introduced <laughs> very early in the act with some ANTH code, There was some code that Solix had on his computer. Oh, my God. Yeah, where it had, like, so the whole thing with Anth is it's, like, all timed with, like, the death of, like, large things, usually with Mm -hmm. the death of, like, universes. And there was one that... It could be people, too, but...
0: That doesn't matter. That's besides the point. (laughs) Yeah, and then
1: Solix found, like, found one somewhere. He, like, got it from somewhere. It's not code that he made. That was timed Mm -hmm. to the death of a universe where, like, in parentheses, it had just a bunch of, like, the, the pool balls changing so, like, yeah. we knew that that had to do probably with, like, Lord English and, like, the Felt and, like, that kind of thing. And he was, Solix was like, mm, I don't know what this is, but it's probably not important,
0: right? And but... he deletes it, because he ends up realizing, oh, his virus works, maybe all of them do. Um, so he gets worried, but, you know, because of wacky time shenanigans, the code has already been run, like, in the past or in the future. And the universe has already died in the future. And this code releases like a demon that can time travel. And so the demon's already there. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, discussion. Oh, what do we want to start with? Uh, up to you, Ollie. I have spoken for like almost half an hour now. <laughs> okay.
1: This is like, okay. I'm going to start with. There's one big thing I want to talk about, but I feel like it, because mm. it like relates to what we just said, but it's big. So I want to wait till like later to say it. Okay. But, um,. Let me look at my notes on my phone. Oh, notes. notes.
0: I didn't take notes for this part. I was just like, "This is all his, all his part now." <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh well. My first thing that I was trying to do was like they have like on the unofficial Homestuck thing once again plugging it because it's great. They <laughs> have like the alternian translator thing, but it's so yeah, hard. Yeah, it's so fucking hard. It's so I didn't. Hard. I
0: tried for like a couple slides, and I, I did, did not my bother. Best.
1: I only there was like. Some that I was like I'm not gonna try because it's probably but like for like Carcat's name I tried like the joke <laughs> name and I think it was like tur the the
0: turd odor fuck all I think is what <laughs>
1: Carcat's name was which is an interesting yes. name.
0: There was one uh, panel where you could see um a mo- a troll movie poster and it was like filled yes. with text and I was like a more determined person could translate all of this but not I am ass. not that person. No, that would have been so
1: hard. I also. Yeah. Somehow, just like forgot that blood color was a thing. Like I somehow, and so when it happened, I was like, "How did I forget this?" Because I, in middle school, used to listen to this one or watch this one. It's not technically an AMV since it was like drawn or whatever. I guess I don't know, but it's like Um, AMV style thing to a song called Blue. Where the lyrics were like, blue lips, blue veins, blue the color of a planet from Far far And it was like an AMV around all the, the trolls oh and like the blue God. blood. And I, I watched it a lot. So I <laughs> truly don't know how how I forgot. Now,
0: in the future, I do want to dedicate a whole episode to like the like fan creations because there is also an AMV that I have watched countless times. It is so good. Ooh, dude. Um, we'll just spend half the time talking about Octopimp. <laughs> yeah probably because like literally in here
1: i wrote down before because in in canon Solix has a lisp but this was before that got mentioned and so i wrote down i was like i literally read Solix's voice with a lisp because of octopimp but octopimp (laughs) did a lisp because it was canon so
0: yeah there was one person's voice that i started reading differently in my head than i had before but Eridan was described as having a wavy-sounding voice, <laughs> and this time around, I was like, I'm going to read his voice with a country accent. Very interesting choice. That's the closest I can, like, think to be, like, wavy, you know?
1: Huh. I guess I, I read his, like, Octopimps did, where, like, he yeah. pronounces the wuh w- in the <laughs> stuff, and, like, the double B's yeah. is kind of like a w- <clears throat> Which is hard because it, it it slows me down a lot significantly, but it's very fun. You know what? I'm yeah. gonna get this over. I'm gonna. I have to explain myself to everyone. You really do. Quick. You absolutely. I absolutely do. do. Okay. You have a okay. lot to
0: explain yourself for, especially with like Nepeta. Okay,
1: I don't think I have as much to explain with Nepeta as Aeradin. I feel like Aridan is
0: okay. Yes, but just the fact, just Nepeta's. How she's always role playing. Yes, is. that is questionable.
1: It is. I will. <laughs> mm-hmm. I. I don't know how to explain myself fully because, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember why I got attached to these characters in middle school. I just did. Mm-hmm. That, but it was so wholesome. She is. She's very wholesome and sweet. And her shipping her. wall. Her shipping wall. I was an avid <laughs> shipper of things in fandom, so I think I I think I probably related to her, you know, I felt connected yeah. to her in that mm-hmm. way. The role-playing was a bit, I, you know, I don't know where that, I don't know how to feel about that. The attacking animals and, like, kind of being a cat, also something that, you know, whatever. But... All sus. All sus, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I think I just related to how wholesome she was and how she, yeah. you know. Like Jade. Like, exactly like Not, Jade. No other reason. No other reasons. No other reasons. But Airden. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that when Airden's first conversation happened, before he was properly introduced, for you just talked and I knew he was Airden, I was like, okay, I still like Airden. Because I thought his conversation was really funny. Oh. Huh. <laughs> But then when he was introduced with a quote-unquote genocide complex, I was like, <laughs> this doesn't look good for me, admittedly. No, it absolutely does not. It absolutely, has, it does, absolutely not. does not. I also think, you know, the genocide complex, like, mostly did it for me, where I was like, this is pretty bad. Um, But what really did it for me was the conversation he had with the fairy. Um, and hmm. he was like oh my god, I'm such a fucking idiot, I'm so dumb, why <laughs> would I confess to you? He has such toxic boy energy. Oh my god! And I think I think I needed the life experience <laughs> of, like, communicating with toxic boys to understand, like, oh, this is yeah, really toxicous. bad, this is really bad. Which, mm-hmm. as a 7th grader, I uh, had a, a cootie complex. I hated boys and thought they were the worst, so I didn't talk to them. And then I, I, so I was just like, I guess this is fine. You know, I, maybe I didn't know the word genocide in seventh grade, which reflects poorly on me in a different way. It reflects Um, poorly on the education system. Yes, exactly. That's what we're going to blame it on. But I do like his scarf still. (laughs) I I do think he's, I think he's entertaining. Mm -hmm. But damn, damn, is he bad. Yeah. I think also maybe he is really shitty, but I think maybe also Vriska's like, fucking magnitude of shittiness drowns God. out how shitty the other trolls can be because
0: jesus christ she's awful risk is
1: legitimately I,
0: awful, I, awful. <laughs> why was it like a thing in the fandom to like argue over whether or not risk was good i think she gets redeemed a little bit but like holy fuck she's awful she's
1: really awful she's
0: and really bad. i
1: I don't even I don't even know what to say about her other than she's awful. Yeah.
0: The like when I first read Homestuck, like I made people like from my high school read it too, <laughs> and this one girl I made uh, read it. She ended up reading it, and her favorite character was Vriska, and I should have taken it as a red flag right there and then. Um, yeah. Because she ended up being a pretty awful person.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <Dude>, that is. <laughs> That is, I, I see absolutely no redeeming qualities in Vriska, so I really yeah. don't know. The only, only good moment I can think of Ris- with Vriska, funnily enough, involves Tavros, and it was on one of the memo boards, when Tavros, one of the whole the jokes about the memo boards was like, Karkat was like, do not interact with these, but then people would come and air their romantic grievances, <laughs> because cause, cause Karkat, yeah. the movies he watches because he parallels John in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. especially in, like, watching shitty movies, but for Carcass specifically, it's shitty rom-coms. Um, right. and he knows so much about, like, troll romance. So much. So, so people much. always go to him to talk about it. And so Tavros goes to grieve his, like, to, like, air his grievances about what's happening with him and Vriska, because Vriska, like, tries to kiss Tavros, but then Tavros doesn't know, but then they do kiss, but then Tavros is like, I don't want this. And then <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And Karkat's like, you know, she could read this at some point, right? And Tavros was like, oh, uh, yeah. And then Vriska does. And <laughs> they, they have, like, a it's a pretty sweet conversation. It was, like, Vriska was <laughs> actually being, like, like, I think she actually apologized or was like, Tavros, you don't need to feel sorry for, like, not feeling the same. I can deal with it or whatever. Yeah. I was like, damn. Damn.
0: That's, I think that's like, a one good moment. It. I think where the plot is going to go is, like, a lot of her shittiness is going to get blamed on Doc Scratch, I think. Yeah. Because it feels like there is some sort of, like, level of manipulation there. hmm But it also... Hussey also wrote in that, like, Risky was like... she's like, I'm going to kill this bitch anyways. Yeah. Even if Doc Scratch hadn't said anything.
1: Yeah, so it really is, like... is just, like, a bad person. But she yeah. was being pushed to do, like, you know, killing people... Like killing her friend specifically by Doc Scratch, but she she still did it, and Doc was not pushing her that hard at all. So <laughs> it, it was it was a time. Also, when you said that Carcat and Teresi were in Kismesis, I thought they were I thought they were flushed. I
0: did not think they hated each other. But I it, I know they like the whole thing is like it's meant to be pretty ambiguous. But I'm pretty sure just based off of vibes, like. I know Karkid is, like, cranky always, yeah. but, like, it seems like they, like, fight too much. Ah, Their fights gotcha. are just... aren't as awful as everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. May I talk about one more character yes. whose personality flew over my head in high school? God, Equious makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> he makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Um, I, I didn't even notice... His pesterchum handle, I don't even, in, I don't know if we defined pesterchum before. It's, like, how they message each other. Yeah. Like, like, iMessage or whatever. Or, like, WhatsApp. Uh-huh. Um, his handle <laughs> is Centaur's testicle, <laughs> which I had never noticed before. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I totally, like, I didn't even mention it. Like, I guess this doesn't matter because he's alive anyways, but Tullix died. Oh, yeah.
1: Also. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He did die because Karkad didn't died. get him out in time before the big glob. But yeah. the whole thing is that everyone else has, like, one dream self, but because of Solix's whole b- bifurcation thing, <laughs> he has two dream selves, one on prospect and one on Durst, so his mm-hmm. Durst dream self just, like, went back to the planet and, like, yeah. just took his place, kind of. It didn't
0: really matter. Yeah, he was nanny. there. You know, it, it was chill. But anyways, <laughs> I tasted Ale as I was reading this, um... Because I got to this panel that showed Equius' room, and it had all these posters of horses. And I think the first time I was reading it, I was like, yeah, they're just horses. I just moved on. (laughs) But holy fuck. Every poster has, like, this huge fucking blurred-out bar (laughs) where, like, the horse's dick is supposed to go. And it is... It's so, everything about Aquarius is like so it's uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. It's, he's like thirteen, and it's like so heavily implied that he like gets off to like oh, being yeah. degraded. It um, is
1: hilarious.
0: It's it really is funny, so... but also he's thirteen. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, very true. But goddamn, yeah. it is so funny, especially with like it's I mean so with Gam because he asks Gamzee to degrade him, and Gamzee okay say Gamzee. Like, I always liked Gamzee, but Gamzee is definitely, yeah. like, one of my favorite trolls. Like, oh, he's wonderful. Because like, the thing is, like, I didn't know anything about Insane Clown Posse when I was in middle school, so I didn't know what the miracle song was. So I didn't understand how, like, pretty much, like, off the bat and all of the time, Gamzee is, like, a giant insa- Insane Clown Posse reference. Um, <laughs> which now I completely do, and I love it so much. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, Gamzee is just so, like, those motherfucking miracles, yeah. and he's
0: just so... Uh, I love
1: his vibes. I love his no, vibes.
0: He is wonderful. I didn't like him as much when I read it the first time but i also think it's because of things that happen later on yeah i don't
1: remember what happened later on
0: so which but yeah he went one of my friends when i was reading this the first time he was one of my friends' favorite characters like i he's a cool dude like i i just like how much personality he has he especially does. in this act he's mm-hmm. super cool what else did you want to talk about Ollie? let me look at my While I reapply yes. some crayon lipstick the crayon lipstick (laughs) it's literally from um i got it at party city years ago dude that (laughs) oh that's bad Um, okay, a lot of, like,
1: when I was taking notes, it was just Mm being, like, I don't remember this, like, I didn't remember, because I remember, like, earlier, I think we had mentioned, like, in a different episode, we mentioned Vriska and Tavros, like, or Mm -hmm. we mentioned Tavros, and you were like, well, maybe it has something to do with Vriska, but, like, I didn't remember Vriska and Tavros' relationship, the nature of their relationship at all, so I was just
0: like, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, I didn't, like, I knew like, shipping was big in general, but holy fuck, I got so invested again, like, just, like, mm-hmm. seeing all the ships, like, the only one I remembered was Equius and Nepeta as yeah. Morales, and then I was like, oh, there's yeah. so much.
1: I remembered <laughs> so... Eridan and Fafari having something, I just didn't remember that it was Morales and then, like, turned into, like, something else. I forgot oh, that.
0: I wonder why. Stop!
1: <laughs> we don't need a that! We don't need that it. Let me see what else I have.
0: I I wish like the flushed and parts of the um spectrum I feel like Hussey makes them really sexual or like too sexual for like thirteen year olds and it makes me a little uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I and it's it's like difficult because I mean they're I, I, adults
0: by the end of it, but it's also like still right now. Yeah,
1: at this point, it's still like this. But I guess mm-hmm. also, I mean, especially for trolls, because another thing that we didn't mention that's actually like really important with the shipping and troll lore <gasps> is that the whole thing is that a troll's <laughs> goal is to like have a balanced like emotional level and kind of have one of each of these relationships in each quadrant. Specifically, mm-hmm. you want to have one kismesis and like one flush relationship because once you have those, you have to, like, submit your genetic material from those relationships into, like, the big buckets that are then, like, mixed for the big, like, troll, incestuous flurry, is the word? Flurry. Flurry, Yes, yeah. Yeah, not flurry. McFlurry. Um, Incestuous McFlurry. (laughs) But they, that gets mixed up, and then that's how the trolls, like, get born and, like, stuff. So part of me is, like, I I mean, it's, like i'm sure it's meant to be like sort of comedic but i also wonder how much it like ties into like our trolls like very sexual at this age because of the fact that they have to like do this thing but also you're right since they are 13 it's like really i just
0: like i remember a lot of the fandom culture around it was like pretty sexualizing of these kids which is like concerning like i know it's also pretty um common to see that sort of thing in like anime fandoms as well yeah but Uh, guys stop it it, it, stop doing that
1: because like giving Hussey the benefit of the doubt is like probably he did not intend to like make these characters predisposed to like over sexualization or hypersexualization by the fandom like in a legitimate way but that is completely what it did like Mm -hmm. this lore and these conversations and stuff definitely like led to a culture of like sexualizing these 13 year old characters yeah which is oh man the whole homestuck i luckily was not very involved in the homestuck fandom but Mm -hmm. man you hear things about it
0: yeah i got in too late in the game to really like get into it but like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was my little spiel that's been on my mind since i started this like rereading this Mm -hmm. but i'm glad i got to get it off my chest yeah (laughs)
1: super like important point to make and i was just talking about it with my friend the other day about just like in general now i wonder like in in a large sense like how much homestead played into this if at all but like there is like in a lot of like children's media like adult fans um will like sexualize the characters which is like it's like there are like certain arguments to be made about like obviously it's wrong when an adult sexualizes like a a ch- media intended for children that's just like gross but like then there's like the whole conversation like if a 16 year old sexualizes like a 16 year old character like is that okay is that not if the show right. is like, for children so y- you know all these but complicated I, yeah.
0: dialogues to be had there's yeah especially like a dialogue about like who is the intended audience for homestuck that's super super <laughs> true because
1: obviously it ended up in the hands of like 12 and 13 year olds because i started reading it when i was like 12 and i was 14 Mm you know but like Hussey, when he wrote it what he was like i don't know what exact age he was but he had to be like he had to be like in his his 20s 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 or something right
0: yeah and it also like especially like given how we're experiencing it now it definitely feels like it like a lot of the material (laughs) tests like over oh for sure a lot of the audience i don't think
1: i i truly do not think it was intended for anyone who was like under the age of like 17 if i'm being gracious but like maybe older because like i i simply like didn't understand it before and i i couldn't understand it until this point in my life when i've like accumulated knowledge and experience and have a better developed sense of humor (laughs)
0: And for me, I needed to take another couple,
1: uh, comp side classes. Oh, I'm still so, the <laughs> anth, like, I was able to, once you know, catch logging and moduses and like that, I was like, I'm okay at this, but the anth thing came on, I literally made a note that was like, Bria, what the fuck is anth? Okay,
0: so, I don't know if it's like, like a funny reference to something that like, already exists. But like in general, like it's a loop structure, so it just like goes on forever. I think that's the really like big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, the syntax is like not anything that is important. Gotcha. Um, I I'm pretty sure for the anth code, it just does what Hussey says it does, and the like syntax or how it's written is not really what's important there. Okay. I'm sure he's consistent with it, but, like, it's not reminiscent of any, like, actual, like, usable code other than the fact that, like, things are being imported um, and functions are being passed parameters. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? I know you said there is, like, a big thing towards the oh, end. Oh, yes. Let me – I there's, like, specific
1: vocabulary, specific homestuck vernacular involved, so let me find it really quick. Oh, another important thing is that, like – so the, there's, like, Exiles in Alternia as well, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you see, like, some of them. It, it Like, pretty much the Exiles are, like, the Midnight Crew and Snowball is who you see. It, yes. Which, oh, my God, Snowball being in Exile, what a wild time that was. Milf! <laughs> Absolute Milf, because Snowball was the exiled Black Queen, and then Doc Scratch mm-hmm. got in contact with her and was like, hey, and she was like, yup, and then she became Snowball. What a time it was. What is it? A- the make her pay sequence which was like at the very end that was freaking freaking phenomenal that it was, it was absolutely oh. jaw dropping uh, cuz i think at yeah. this point i don't know if hussy did this one by himself i know at some point like in the last section we read he started like bringing in outside artists to like help supplement mm-hmm. because you know it's it's a lot yeah but they started doing the panels where like the characters are drawn, like, in detail and, like, with, like, you know, regular proportions and not in their sprite form, and oh my god, oh my god, the parallel also between Terezi lying on the ground when she went blind and Aradia laying on the ground, like, when, um, she was, like, waking up on her moon or whatever, asleep on her moon, they're in that sequence, they're after, like, um... Robot Aradia like slaps her around a lot and
0: like throws her around. Are you talking about ground. Vriska? You Vriska, it, or, Vriska so, radio sorry. Yes, yes when Vriska time. wakes
1: up. My bad. Yeah. But, uh, Robot yeah. Aradia slaps her around and like. Pff,
0: yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. I I do have a question because I couldn't tell whether or not she killed Vriska or not. I d- didn't know either. Yeah. Like I think she did, but also I'm not sure sure
1: either because like i couldn't i don't really know when that part like chronologically happened if that was like because if it's before the veil then Vriska's still alive i think i think Vriska's alive in the
0: veil yeah but like, like it it would have been her her like you know moon or like her, oh her, true. yeah that like that's why i think she woke up because, oh, her, because she
1: died yeah interesting yeah that could be i don't know i, I also that's what sure. i think that would make sense though what was, oh, let me see if I can find it. Ew, ew, ew. Ew, ew, ew. And then do we want to go to quotes? Yes. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, so one of the things, so Doc Scratch is like, he works for Lord English and is like the first guardian or whatever of Alternia. And apparently every single universe is supposed to have a first guardian. And I did not realize that Beck is probably the first guardian of Earth. Because he seems to have, like, the same oh. powers and stuff as Doc Scratch. He just doesn't have, like, the voice to, like, you know, you know, say these omniscient things that Doc Scratch is able to. But that makes cause, sense. Yeah, because he was talking about how Doc Scratch, like, it has to do with some, like, powerful genetic code and, like,
0: omniscience. And I was like, well, that mm. sounds and looks like Beck. So and That makes sense. I feel like if you're right, we'll know. I was under the impression that Beck was, like, a mutated version of Beck, of, of, like, not, of like, Harley. Not of Beck, but of, like, the dog, Harley, yeah. or Hallie. but also that wouldn't explain the powers, it just explained why he doesn't have a face. Yeah, because I think
1: I also, <laughs> like, I do think that Beck is, like, a mutated version of, of Hallie because that just, like, would make sense, but I don't mm-hmm. know but, where that falls yeah. into with the whole first Guardian and the
0: powers thing because i will see right we'll, that's we'll see. yeah that'd be exciting that's a good yeah theory that's a big theory. i like how like yeah. it's a theory but like we probably both know yeah I'm, just, i like, probably didn't get to that point memory.
1: since i didn't finish <laughs>
0: <Whew>. yeah <laughs> i i i
1: just i yeah. i have no idea where i stopped like i feel like it was probably in like the four thousand. right i don't remember what page it was before the big hiatus Cause I'm pretty sure it was like before the big. Actually, I might have not got caught up to the big hiatus. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, don't know, we'll I don't see. have no clue.
0: Shall, shall we?
1: Shall we quote? Do you it have up? quote? I have two quotes. I have a few. I have a few quotes. <laughs> okay. I will. So the first one I have is for it's like Carcat's introduction because it's Carcat's birthday or his wriggling day, which is such a nasty word, and. It's talking about his wriggling day, and it says, It is an anniversary, if anything, to lament the faults of your existence, of which there are assuredly plenty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mood. That's... The- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Then I have, like, how many... I have two. I think two of these are Gamzee quotes, because... I have one that's a Gamzee quote. I wonder if we have the same one. Maybe. Maybe not. Well, I've... So, my first one is... Knowing shit just steals up all the fucking magic from my miracles like a motherfucking thief. Because, like, I'm all about being educated or whatever, but it's so nice to live in ignorant bliss sometimes and just be happy.
0: It's so nice. And then... Just, like, yeah. It's so good. Just, like, not knowing things sometimes is wonderful. So true. Like, my life was infinitely better before I knew about the fucking My Little Pony jar thing. (laughs) If you're listening to this and don't know what that is, don't look it up, up. you'll thank me. Don't look it
1: up, (laughs) don't look it up. It's not, I mean, it, no, I guess it is pretty bad. I was gonna be like, it's not that bad, bad. it's pretty bad. (laughs) It's pretty bad. (laughs) It's so funny, though. Um, (laughs) And then the other one is when Gamzee and Tavros have a conversation, and Tavros uses the little circle emoji to, like, represent Gamzee's nose, and Gamzee says, ha ha ha, fuck, you steal my fucking nose, bro, what got you even up the gumption to all fucking do the
0: shit like that? (laughs) <laughs> I just love how he speaks. <laughs> it's so good. amazing. No, my Gamzee quote was not that. It was just, hey, yeah, that sounds like the motherfucking shits bitch tits. <laughs> just <laughs> something about the motherfucking shits bitch tits is the funniest thing to me. He is so amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what a king. What other quote? What's your other quote that you have?
0: My other quote is actually, like, I, like, got to this page, and I, like, read this quote, and I, like, was tearing up. Oh. I was, like... Was okay, sorry. let me go through the funny quotes, then, before yeah. you go. That was a
1: sad one. Yeah. Then, yeah. I have, um, I'm assuming this is Cowercat, because, I I wrote it in all caps, and it says, uh, I'm going to rock the cock off this weather vane, which is wonderful. I don't remember that It was one. so good. And then, it's, I think it's him talking about, like, being the leader for the team or whatever, so it's kind of early... Uh, Mm-hmm. It was page 2058, so very early on. Then mm-hmm. there was, um, oh my god, I, this is like a throwback to earlier when the cop was trying to be cool and being like, yes. they're getting divorced, shit, <laughs> and the handle, and it said Shit would like to reconcile with a handle and perhaps seek marital counseling, <laughs> which is fun. And then yeah. the last one, not as funny, but I just thought it was cute and clever, was when Vrisco it was, ugh, Friska, but it was a nice quote, when it was saying, Gotta So many in irons it. in the fire, such a
0: tangled web, it is a web full of flaming irons and mixed metaphors. I almost saved that one. I was like, mm, nah. But I know, like, I feel like in the, like, later on, like, having irons in the fire is, like, a running gag. It kept or, getting like, a... mentioned multiple times, because yeah. then there was, like, what, for fairy? Someone was like,
1: I wonder if anyone has any, as, as many irons in the fire as you. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun little,
0: little, little running quote. It is very fun. Cool. Like, it keeps happening. I mm-hmm. love that one. Fucking stairs, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are those your quotes? They are. Okay. This one, I don't know. It just, it really hit me. It this was actually originally said by Aridin, but then it got repeated. But it's it's being a kid and growing up. It's hard and nobody understands. And like, I know like it can be read like especially with like given that it's Aridin is kind of like nobody really understands me. Yeah. I'm a fucking angsty teen. But like, God, especially in the context of like a lot of what was going on at that point with like mm-hmm. all the fucked up like heartbreak and chipping stuff yeah i was like shit i feel bad for these people was it repeated um, by
1: kanaya the second time
0: yeah it was repeated by kanaya uh. and then there is like a whole like the page was just hussy, but i think it was like from kanaya's point of view
1: yeah dude no that yeah. was <laughs> so sad it is so sad cuz like you can't discount their problems just cuz they're kids cuz they're jeez Louise are they going through it
0: they're yeah they're only fucking 13 shit yeah. they've gone through so much yeah, but, uh, <laughs> i'm literally tearing up right now
1: thinking about it dude i i was tearing up at the at the like aradia Sullax part obviously God. the the lucis is dying specifically like the first time you see carcat like Going out to his lo- like Carcat looks so heartbroken. He looks, yeah, because so- he did. Because a few of them knew their Lucis were gonna die, and they were obviously mm-hmm. sad. But they knew Carcat straight up did not know it was gonna happen. Along and with some of the and then he was others. like,
0: "Shit, this is my fault." It was so like, sad. And yeah. then
1: when oh, and then Carcat when he was crying because he killed Solox. Oh! Oh, that was uh, also really sad. Yeah, and then Arden was yeah. being a bitch and was like, "Get cat on the fucking pester chum." And Gamsy was like, "I don't think so." Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's only gonna get worse from here. <laughs> uh, ah, yeah. I just I can't wait. I can't wait either. But it's gonna be crazy once the kids find like get. I mean, they're involved, but once we see them like together and like, I just can't yeah. believe that we're only like one fourth of the
0: way. We're a little <laughs> bit more than one of four. That's we're true. We're like we have fifty-five hundred pages left, which is like you know, almost five eight. Five eights. <laughs> yeah. Not an easily
1: reducible fraction. Not a reducible yeah. fraction. Sadly. Two and a half
0: out of eight. We're we're two and a half out of eight in. There we go. I have a breeze on my knee. No. <laughs> Just noticed. Anyway.
1: Anyways, on that sad note. We're going to yeah. end today. We're going to wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah, how fun.
0: Yeah. Um. Expect um, us to
1: look like this in the future.
0: No. Yes. You're never going to see us ever again, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. Just pretend that we look – don't if you're – this is on my YouTube channel. Don't look at any of my other videos because, um, because this is what I look like. And you just have to f- believe that for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I look like this, too. Mm-hmm. Those are
1: actually part of her head.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they... You thought the, like, troll horns from the thumbnail were just, like, fan art? No. No, that's me. That's how I look. I'm (laughs) hiding mine behind my hat
1: right now. (laughs) So, but they're there. They're just really small. (laughs) Hey! We don't even make fun of, you know, horn size. All horn sizes are valid.
0: (laughs) How else do they fit behind your hat? I could
1: maybe, you know... Move them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, we'll we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>